0: is to Zion. a summary of the Sichah. The pasuk tells us that Moshe Rabbeinah's mother, in order to hide him from the Egyptians, she put him into a basket, and she put the basket on the edge of the river. So the Targum says what is the edge of the river? It means on the shore of the river. Not that in the river, but on the shore. She didn't put him into the river. But then the story goes on to say that when the, the daughter of Parai found him, he was in the uh, the Suf, which means in the reeds that grow in the river, and that she took him out of there, and she named him Moshe because I took him out of the water. So he, he was in the river. So the Rabbi Chabar explains that this is what happened. Since the the Mitzri and the Egyptians worshiped the Nile River as an Abbaidazara, therefore. Yecheved was not permitted even to save Moshe's life by putting him into the river because you're not allowed to use Aved even to save a life. Therefore she put him outside the river on the shore. But then when the daughter of Pare came to wash in the river as the Pesach says which our sages tell us means that she came to wash off the Aved of her household. She divorced herself. She removed herself from that kind of Aved So the Allah is that when a guy. Dismisses their own Abedazara, does something to dismiss their Abedazara, it's Mavatl, the Abedazara, it no longer has the status of Abedazara, and therefore, at that point, the basket could already be in the water to save Moshe from the Egyptians. The Medish explains why did they choose to put Moshe in, why did Yechebah choose to put Moshe into the river? If there's a problem of putting in the river, why did they choose that method of hiding him? The answer is because the astrologers of Paris said they saw that the Savior of the Jewish people was born and that they also saw that the future was that water would be his undoing. He would be undone by water. Which means, of course, what they saw was that the Meimeriva, the water that Moshe struck the rock instead of speaking to the rock to bring forth water, that was his undoing. That's why he didn't go into Hetz Yisrael and he died in the Midbar so they, thought, they said that he will be undone by water so when they put Moshe into the river what the astrologers saw was oh, he's in the water so therefore they considered it to be neutralized, that Moshe Rabbeinu was neutralized and therefore they took away the gzera of all the children should be thrown into the river so since everything in the Torah is very specific and, and accurate, so therefore when we see that there are two events that came together around Moshe Rabbeinu both the, the bittle that they nullified, the daughter of and nullified the Avaydazara, and through this, and then the result was that the Xayra of Kolabena uh, HaYilay, every boy that is born, should be thrown into the river. They came together because of Maishra So there must be a connection between these two, the Avaydazara of the Nile, and the Xayra of Kolabena uh, Yilay. So we have to understand what that connection is. And we'll understand it by first explaining what exactly was the gzera of Kolaben ben Liloid Tashlihu, Tashlichu. That Ebi's boy should thrown, be thrown into the river. Why does the Torah tell us what, how exactly Padre planned to kill every Jewish boy? It should have just said he said to kill every Jewish boy. Period. Who, what's the difference how the gzera was going to happen? What is the, What the method of killing them was going to be? So we understand since the Torah tells us this detail that there was something essential about it, something central to the Golos Mitzrayim that is understood from this idea of throwing every boy into the river. So what what is that? What Pare was trying to accomplish here was this. The Egyptians worshipped the Nile. Why did they worship the Nile? because the Nile was the source of all of their agriculture, which means the source of their economy. uh, Egypt is a place where it doesn't rain, so therefore when the Nile floods over, runs over its banks, and it floods all the uh, fields on the Nile Delta, so that's what gives, that's how things grow there, and that's where everything comes from. All their blessings come from that. So therefore they worshipped the Nile as the source of all of their blessings. They thought that everything comes from the nature of the Nile, and that's where they get their blessing from, ignoring the fact that Hashem controls everything. If they would have, if we're in a place where you need rain, is what waters the fields, so then everybody knows you have to look upwards, you have to focus upwards, meaning heavenward, heavenward in order to receive rain. You know that you're dependent on Hashem's blessing to give you the rain but when everything seems to work so naturally from the river and that you don't have to look heavenward so you, can, you make the river into the, into the God, into the deity into the Abed and that's what Tare wanted he wanted that the Jewish people should also be subjugated to this attitude that nature is what makes everything happen forget about Hashem nature is what makes everything happen that was the meaning of that Gezeirah that submerge him um, drown him in this philosophy in order for Pare's philosophy to be able to penetrate the Jewish mind it couldn't have happened when the Yidin lived in Eretz because when they lived in Eretz as we said, you, they were cognizant of the fact that it came, the rain is dependent on Hashem and so there's no way that you can imagine that you could ignore that fact So you can't be convinced that everything comes from nature. So it had to happen first when they came down to Mitzrayim. When they came down to Mitzrayim, then over there, everything runs through the natural process. You don't need the rain. You don't uh, focus on the rain. So therefore, it could appear to be from nature. And therefore, Paré has a hope to be able to change their mind in this way. But even as they're in Mitzrayim, as long as Yaakov and his children were alive, they had been in Eretz Yisroel. They saw the godliness in Eretz So there was no way that you could change their mind. At least over here in Mitzrayim, even if they didn't see it in front of their eyes, but they remembered, they understood it, because they had experienced it. And therefore, only after... Yaakov and his sons died. Only after they died, then could start this kind of uh, goal that Pare hopes to be able to change, convince them that it all comes from nature. So, what is Moshe Rabbeinu's role in all of this? Moshe Rabbeinu is the Raya which means, in the simple meaning, it means he is the faithful shepherd of the Jewish people. But it also means that he is the one that sh- that feeds them, like a shepherd feeds his flock, he feeds the Jewish people Mehemna, emuna. What does it mean that he feeds the Jewish people emuna? The truth is that every yid has muna ingrained in them, because we are born Maminim B'nai Maminim, believers, the sons of believers, so we already have Emunah. But emuna has that feature that it is uh, makif, which means it works on the periphery of the person, and it's easy that you have a muna on the one hand, but you can act completely differently from uh, a munah, as is well known about the uh, aganev, a thief can be praying while he's th- stealing, praying to Hashem that he should save him and that he shouldn't get caught and so on, which means that he believes in Hashem, but yet at the same time he's violating Hashem's hal- uh, w- laws of stealing and he prays to him at the same time in other words, that you're disconnected, the amuna is peripheral to you. It doesn't really penetrate. It doesn't make you act in a certain way. So, Moshe Rabbeinu comes along and he feeds us the amuna. means he allows it to penetrate. He makes it the way we think. He makes it the way we feel and he makes it the way we act. That's how we truly act based on that amuna. That's Moshe Rabbeinu's role. <laughs> Which answers an interesting question it says that Moshe was the shepherd of uh, Yisrael of the, of the flocks of Yisrael, the priest of Midian that the Torah wanted to tell us that Moshe Rabbeinu was a shepherd we understand because that was what prepared him to be the shepherd of the Jewish people, it was the test that Hashem subjected him to, that even when a, a one weak lamb ran away, he chased it down and he brought it back into the flock, this is the person that I want leading my flock to said Hashem about Moshe. So that is understood. But why does the Torah have to pr- point out that the flock that he was uh, shepherding was Yisra'i's flocks? And that Yisro was the priest of Midian. Why does the Torah have to tell us these details? The answer is, the reason that Moshe Rabbeinu was the shepherd of the flocks of Yisro was because the flocks of Yisro had Kedusha buried in them, the Natsutsus of Kedusha, as the Zohar tells us. And Moshe Rabbeinu had the power that even the Kedusha that was so far flung that it was buried in the sheep of the the head priest of Midian who was the kind of priest that had worshipped every kind of Abedazorah in the world as the Medish says. Even those sparks of Kedusha that are that far away he was the right person to be able to go down to Mitzrayim where the Yidden were so removed from Ktusha, they couldn't—not that they didn't see Ktusha—they couldn't even remember Ktusha. They didn't even imagine Ktusha anymore. He had to bring them up, and he had to feed them the Amunna uh, as well. And that's the connection between the two gzeir, the two things that were bottled. Once Moshe Rabbeinu, the, the Gzeira of the uh, of the river, was that we have to submerge the Yidden into this uh, foreign philosophy of nature is is to be worshipped. Moshe Rabbeinu, once he came along, once he was born and he was brought down to the river to battle, do battle with the river, as soon as he came he was able to neutralize that kind of belief that nature is paramount and that he brought, he was Mavatl that gzeira because he was the, the one that fed emunah to the Jewish people since we are commanded to remember Yetzirah Mitzrayim every day, in other words that it's something that is relevant to us every day, these three levels that we just talked about the Eden as they were in Eretz Yisrael then as they came down to Mitzrayim but they still remembered Eretz Yisrael and then when they were disconnected from Eretz Yisrael and submerged into Mitzrayim is something that we experience every day as well. The order of a person's uh, day as the Shulchan Aruch says is first you start with davening, you go to the Beis HaKnesses, and you daven then from there you go to the Beis medish to learn Torah, and from there you go to do, go about your daily business, your worldly business, so when a Yid is davening, so he is in a state of Bittal, and he's uh, thinking about Hashem, and not only thinking about Hashem, but he's experiencing Hashem, similar to the way the yidden saw godliness in Etz Yisrael. But then you have to go to the base to the base medish. and when you're learning, so then already you're uh, you're applying your own seichel to the learning, so that becomes it could be a dangerous uh, time because a person can also misuse his own seichel and Torah and to be convinced that this uh, comes from him and that and it, forget that Hashem is within the Torah. You can start ignoring the Hashem. So there, but the davening illuminates the way you learn your Torah and therefore allows you to learn Torah in the right way. Then you go down to the business and over there not only do you not see a but it's even hard to remember a because you're thinking about your business, you're thinking about the activities you're doing so it's not even in your mind anymore, but because you awaken the Moshe within yourself, so therefore it gives you the emuna, and you see Hashem's hand in every move that you make you begin to recognize that Hashem is controlling everything in your life and everything in your business, and that's what keeps you close and keep, keeps you on the right path. So, therefore, when a person goes about his business every day, you have to know that going away from davening and learning—that is something that you have to you have to do it because Shulchan says you have to do it. But you have to, just like the Yidden went to Mitzrayim, the the, it says they went against their will so also when you go away from davening and learning and you go out into the business world into the worldly world you have to do it only because Hashem commands it not because you have an interest in it on the other hand you have to know that there is nothing to be afraid of it, it will not overwhelm you even though you don't see a Likus and you don't uh, even uh, remember a Likus in that situation but because you have a you have this faith which can get you through even the most difficult time, and through this Geula ha that you experience in your own life, it will lead to the Geula klolis that all Yidna will be redeemed, through Mashiach Tzitkenu.